Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. Okay, uh, turn your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, or your app, or your phone, or your iPad, or your iPod, no, not iPod, um, or your iron, no, not iron. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 34. Shout amen when you're there. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 34. Dan's going to help us with some of it on the screen. If you haven't got your Bibles with you. The Bible says this, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance. I want you to underline that word if you're taking notes. Remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance, underline that word, of me. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And then he tells us a lot lot more about communion. So I want to talk to you about communion today, but I want to talk to you, there's so much we can say about communion, but I want to talk to you about communion, particularly when it comes to the word remembrance. In a few weeks' time, we are in October, we're going to have what? Is it November? Sorry. Remembrance Day, isn't it? Remembrance Day. What do we do on Remembrance Day? We do what? We remember. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not an expert in this, but if you ever get questioned by the police, have you ever been questioned by the police? Anybody here? Oh, you good people. I have been questioned by the police. So if you ever get questioned by the police, the police ask you question because they want to know what you remember. Did you know that? Because if it's the truth, you remember it very well. If it's not the truth, you don't remember. And you make it as you go along. And if you have to tell the story again, you are in trouble. Because you cannot remember. And I want to tell you something this morning, just in case, or this afternoon now, just in case you haven't figured this out, but God made us in such a way that there is no difficulty in telling the truth. That in fact, we would remember things quite distinctly, straightforward, very quickly, if it's the truth. 
If it's something that is manufactured, I don't know if you've had somebody telling you a few fibs in your lifetime, but you would realize that the story changes every time. So they will tell you one thing one day, and then the next, the same story, he's got a different way of telling. Somehow, it's different. It's got a little bit more spice. It's got a little bit of addition here and there and everywhere. And it can't be the same story because clearly that person cannot remember. So when we do communion, it's not really about the emblems. Sometimes we get tied up with the emblems of the bread and the wine and it's, it's there for a representative of what we do, as we know, as we read it. The bread signifies the body. The wine or the juice, in our case this morning, signifies what? The blood. The Bible says that there is power in the blood. There is remission of sin in the blood. There is forgiveness of sin in the blood. There is the power in the broken body. So every time that Jesus was being whipped, his back was being ripped to shreds, that meant that that body was being broken for you and me. So that we may encounter healing and power in the emblems. Bill Johnson says this, he says, Communion has been underutilized. Far too often, it is a powerful tool, not only for intercession, but for healing. And what we've done really with communion, we've made it out to be something that is quite religious. You know, even churches, even leaders argue, shall we do communion every day? Shall we not do communion at all? Or we must do communion on a Wednesday we must do it on a Sunday. No, communion is a way of expression to remember, of remembrance. And that is the issue for us. We have to remember because we are people that forget. In honesty. If People would remember every time God done something for us. We would be incredibly grateful. But we don't. I don't want to make you feel bad because we are all the same. The point being is we are human beings and we do not always remember what God has done for us. Communion is more than the power and the healing and, and, and people also take it so that I'm getting a blessing or I'm reaching out to some power or I've even encountered people that will come only to take communion and go out of the service. So they will actually time it. Me being me, I will just do communion at the beginning of the service. So by the time they get there, guess what? You've missed it. Did that in Mauritius once. 
you must have seen what sort of trouble it caused. But we won't go there this morning. Why? Because we function on thinking with the thought process that I do something because I want to get something. I want to give, and the prosperity gospel came like that. I want to give so that I can receive. I want to do something so that I get, get something. So people take communion because they want to get something. No, communion is meant for remembrance. Remember that I have to continually to remember and tell myself that God is good, is good to me. That God is a good God, He's a powerful God, and He loves me. And I need to remember that every day. How many of us need to remember that? How many of us have bad weeks? And nobody, everybody have good weeks. How many of us have bad weeks? So we need it. We need it every day to remember that God is good. That His mercy is the angel every morning. That his faithfulness to us is steadfast. We need to remember these things. And of course, being human beings, we don't need it when we are top of the mountain, when everything is going right and everything is cooking nicely. You know, we don't actually need it. And we need it when ha, the car's broken down this morning again. And the washing machine won't start. Does that only happen to us? For it was conspiracy going on. You know? Oh, my card got declined again. How embarrassing is that? Has that ever happened to you at the, at the cash point or the, or, the, or the supermarkets? How embarrassing. Having, having to put all the groceries back. Obviously, oh, you know. Something wrong with my card. I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. I have to remember. Because life is not easy. We go through tough, difficult situation. And we are not perfect human beings, but we have to rely on the goodness and the power of God. And how do we do that? We remember what God has done. Um Every time the children of Israel moved and they experienced God's power and goodness, they made a monument. Why? For God? No. For themselves, for their children and their generation, so that they would remember what God did, that God parted the sea. And he drowned the Egyptians. That he revealed his greatness and his power. That they will be thankful. But no, they went into the promised land and they complained. Oh, they gave us manna again. You know. But we, this is us. This is such as we are. And we need to remember. I want to encourage you that you can do communion at home. You can do communion with your family. You can do your communion on a Monday morning. You can do communion any day of the week. It doesn't have to be a Sunday. To help 
you to remember of what God has done, how He's taken us from the miry clay, how He's taken us when we are downtrodden and where we are now in His marvelous life. Where He is doing something new every day, something fresh every day. That He's shaping us and He's bringing us to a place where He will do even more. Let me ask you a question. I'll finish on this. Do you think God remembers everything? Ah! Who said yes? God remembers everything, okay? I'm sorry, it is a trick question. God does not remember everything. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful, says the Lord, toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. He remembers and he chooses not to. He chooses not to. And when God chooses not to remember something, because he's all knowing, he all powerful, he's omniscient, omni present. He can be everywhere. He can do everything. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He's made us as creature that we, in telling the truth, would remember. And yet, He remember our sins no more. How about that? Now, you, maybe you're not getting what I'm saying here. He instilled in us to be a certain way because we can walk in the truth. And yet, because of his great love for us, he decided to put a little clause. And in that clause, it says... Carol, when you sin and you repent before me, I will choose not to remember that no more. No more. And that is comparable to the depth of the sea. Now, you guys do not know the depth of the sea. Okay? I've been fishing in out to sea before. Anyone been fishing out to sea here? Colin now. 
Okay? It is not pleasant because I was in a small boat. Yes. You know, I was down here one moment. I was up there next moment. Down here one moment. Up there next moment. Swimming in that sea, you don't see the bottom. You don't know how deep the ocean is. People can't work out how far the east is from the west. And so is our sins and our iniquities. Why would we carry all the guilt, all the shame, all the lies, all the broken promises, all the things that decide to drag you down, all the things that the enemy is speaking and whispering in your ears. Why would we want to carry it? No, he doesn't remember it no more, guys. It's dealt with. In the Old Testament, there was sacrifice with the bulls and the goats. They will kill a perfect lamb and they will shed the blood of that lamb. I want you to listen to this because it's important. They did it so that the sins may be covered, your sins and my sins. If something can be covered, it can also be uncovered. But to remember our sins no more. We're not talking about covering here. We are talking washed and cleansed and purified by the blood of Jesus. And we need to get this, because if we don't get this, we miss out on how, what we do with the emblems. And how powerful the emblems are. You can have the body broken and drink of the wine, and it actually will not mean anything if you do not understand what took place on the cross. He died so that you don't have to die. He died so that we may have life and life more abundantly. He died so that we may no longer walk in fear so that we may be fearless. He died so that you may not struggle in sickness and disease, but you may be redeemed and healed. 
He died so that we do not no longer have a poor mentality. He died so that we are rich in Christ Jesus. I'm not only talking about finances here. I'm talking that we are rich. Which one? Naughty. Supposed to say amen now, not which one. So I want to encourage you to remember. Write it down. Write down what God has done for you. Make a list. If you're like me, then I would remember. Every time you go through something tough and difficult and you think it's impossible, you look back to what God has done. Because you're a child of God. Let's bow our heads. Father, help us to look at the emblems and understand what took place on the cross. That your body was broken for us. That your blood was shed for us. That you choose to remember our sins no more. That we are made righteous. Not by our own doings, but by what you have done for us on the cross. So that no man this morning can boast. We thank you. I pray that you give us the spirit of revelation in your word. That we will understand. The more we read and understand about the cross. That you've paid the price. So we may be free this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.